Welcome back to the Beers and Sears podcast, episode two. Got a recap from the Louisiana Tech game. We'll dive into the University of LSU Tigers, but first let's get into a little bit of a housekeeping notes. You might notice a little bit of an audio difference this time. We're trying something a little different. I think it'll sound a lot better. Um, we heard y'all last week. A lot of people talked to both John and I about how you couldn't really hear John, and it's probably been like that for, I don't know, probably three years. But we're going to try it, something a little different. Um, please let us know if it sounds better, worse. Uh, any comments we'll take. Um, trying to make it just a little bit better. Uh, overall, quick stuff. Um, shirts, if you've ordered a shirt, they'll be getting in next week. If you're going to the Rice game and you've ordered one, please text me. If you've not ordered one and are going to the Rice game and would like a shirt, please text me or Venmo me, 25, Stuart-McLaughlin, not slash, as we learned from last year. Um, we're also going to be trying to put together a little tailgate Saturday before the game. That has not been announced. That's TBD. But somewhere... It's in the works. It's, it's in, in the works. works. John's going to figure that out, um, as well as CMO. They're in charge of that because I don't know anything about Houston. I don't like spending time in that town. Um, and well, you're coming. Yeah, I know. And then let's see. Oh, we got stickers down in LSU this weekend. That's going to be fun. If you see who has the stickers, uh, one Sarah McLaughlin will have be handing out stickers. She might be going to that Buford's thing. Don't quote me on At that. At Sarah Dash McLaughlin. No, don't Venmo her. I already, already paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Don't give her anything, actually. Um, if you do get a sticker, though, please uh, post it on Instagram. We'll make sure Alexa, CMO, CMO post it and hey, repost. No names. Um, but, yes, please send us all the pictures. Uh, we really do appreciate it from this past weekend. We got a lot of uh, stuff in, and that's awesome. Um, we love seeing that. So keep on sending it in. Um, last, as always, John, Beer of the Week. So, beer of the week. Uh, we're going to continue on the tr- uh, tradition of this season of choosing a brewery from the um, opposing team's hometown. So, going over to Baton Rouge um, this week, we have Tin Roof Brewing Company. It has um, been around for 25 or years or so. And uh, the beer that we are choosing is a blonde ale, mm. since both you and I like those. Um, it is actually the colors of LSU, which is unfortunate, but it is the only beer that kind of looked like I like something I would like. So <laughs> that is your beer of the week. Um, go ahead and take a look at them. They are actually, I don't know, we did find out that the brewery from last week did have social media. So thank you, CMO, for finding that. Yeah, seriously, I'm um, so she found that. Yeah. I, no, mean, I know. I'm, that I'm was a great job that. that she found that. Excuse me. Right. We got to be more appreciative, apparently. So. Um, the HR team is getting getting on us about that. So, oh, HR, um, H- yeah. HR got on to me last week for uh, not uh, for posting too early. What? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, but we fired her. So we're looking for a new HR representative. So please, uh, not CMO. Please we have the same CMO. Want. HR is different. HR is just a little bit different. So, anywho, go try uh, Tin Roof next year when we're in Baton Rouge. So, yeah, that's our beer of the week. Okay, um, let's get into what it. Other, what other housekeeping? I mean, we got – uh, oh, one other housekeeping. We I know I had a few complaints last week about the length of the episode, and so we oh, will yeah. continue to aim for 55 zero minutes mm-hmm. and not an hour and 20. So It was um, the first please. episode. We had a lot to get into. Yeah, we had a lot to kind of talk about and uh, – get into like you said so I, I think um 50 minutes is our goal so we'll aim for that and if you don't care i want to fast forward to the 40 minute mark then go ahead but you're going to miss a lot of good analysis so i think uh what do we have 400 600 uh follow or listens last week is that what i heard i don't know the exact number amount all i do know is it it actually was this is no joke the second most episode that we ever had listened to so claps to everybody for that that's awesome um we really do appreciate that because uh, that's the, there's only one way to really track kind of how well a podcast does, to, regardless of uh, you know Instagram followers and everything. And that's just how many plays they get for uh, each episode. So getting the second most of all time was really cool. That was actually um, one of the coolest things that I think has happened to us since we started this a couple years ago, um, just seeing the progression. And that's all because of everybody listening, uh, Instagram followers, please reach out to your buddies, tell them, T-shirt, I don't care, stickers, just whatever. Just 
it's because of y'all that we're growing and if we could please keep that up we'll keep on doing this and uh just makes it a little more fun for everybody but uh shout out to uh tim taylor for yes. helping us out oh last week gosh. with pictures as well the um if you godfather. don't father he is the godfather if you don't get his email um just text me and i will happily forward it to you it's quite possibly the greatest thing to wake up to on a friday morning um especially when we had spent thursday night on sixth street we all just sat there and read the article part of the what do you, what do you even call it a blog i don't even know it's, or, it's longer than a blog it's a short yeah. novel it's the greatest thing ever it's put, perfect when you're sitting email. at work and you probably like picked up like a breakfast taco or something and you're like i'm not working for a good 30 minutes you know and so you just open so, that up and read that that's that's what it's perfect for so follow tc taylor atx um good follow he twitter probably and the biggest Instagram. probably the biggest texas fan i know um so Easy. give him a follow um but last week we took down law tech that was fun the bulldogs i think i don't even know if that's true but yeah i was generally impressed with the atmosphere i was not expecting it to be that lively um the attendance agreed, looked, agreed. looked pretty good. I, I That may have something to do with a uh, south end zone stands being completely gone um, with yeah. the, all the construction. Just a real quick on the construction. I think it actually looks kind of cool. A, I know. I think it looks terrible. Okay, well, you're in construction, so that's <laughs> kind of expected. But I liked being able to see the team like all the way run out. I thought that was really cool. Like you see them just yeah. absolutely like just waiting for everybody. Um, I love just like the workers in the safety vests in the end zone is you, absolutely incredible. Did you see all the tweets that Hensel Phelps got? Like, hey, how do I apply to be a Hensel Phelps construction worker so that I can be <laughs> in the stadium next week for game? free? I mean, it's not a bad idea. Like, why would you? Oh, you know those team? guys. Heck yeah. I mean, those those guys are just like, oh yeah, I'll volunteer to work Saturday night. No, yeah. no big deal. I'll work that's for what, free. That's what Alan and I were talking about. We're like, wait, who's the lucky sob who like gets to you just sit there and you know work or monitor safety or whatever the hell they say that they're there for? I mean, it's pretty sweet. But anyways, yeah, I just imagine just imagine if a ball boy rolled his ankle going to get the ball or something. I know, so, and it's funny because they're like trying to catch the the kicks like up against the. Thing. Yeah, it's just like not working. I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. I thought it was kind of cool. But getting it like so, attendance was good. Like, what what did you think? I thought it was great. So I was on the I was on the east side. Um, so I had a good view back at towards the the west um, upper deck, which I usually use that as my gauge of yeah, how what the crowds like the best temperature gauge. Um, and it was I would say it, it wasn't full. But it was a lot more crowded than I thought it was going to be, which was nice. I mean, I think the atmosphere was great. I think that, I mean, obviously the student section is is redefined. Student section um, Yeah, it's re- kind of redefined. I've heard they've had some issues last week. Yeah. I can't really imagine what the issues are going to be this week. I but, know. <laughs> I was um, say that. Uh, I, I, you know, I was happy with the crowd. I think the noise level was decent. Um, but losing that south end zone – it just makes it just makes it so evident how wide open or wide our stadium is. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to contain the noise, but right. we're not going to have that issue this weekend. It's going to be the craziest atmosphere I think wow. of all time in there. But um, yeah, I was I was proud of I was glad that a lot of people showed up, and surprisingly, a lot of Law Tech fans were there. I think it's just you know good excuse to go up to Austin, or maybe they live in Austin, um, and it's just you know one chance ever to get to root for their team at DKR, but. Um, yeah, I do. I did also like how the players—you <laughs> could see them running for about like thirty yards before yeah, they went. Yeah, they do kind of run for a while, team. but it is cool. Like, get to see—it felt kind of like a high school game, you know, where you can see the did. team like ready to go. It did, yeah. But the go one ahead. thing, the one negative, and last year it was absolutely awesome when they did it, and they kind of they shot it. They shot it a little early this year. I thought was the don't stop believing. Everybody pulled oh, out their God. phone with the light. Yeah. I thought that was a little was, quick. A little was quick. it at halftime or so? No, I was, I was in the uh, third. Not to sound snooty, but I was in the box, so oh, I did not see that happen. But oh, I saw the lights um, at the very last second, and yeah, it was. It, it, it just seemed no, like we don't need to be doing that every game. No, let's stick no, with no, the no, definitely not. Let's stick with the you know Walter Cronkite. But most of all, yeah, get no, your that's, horns that's, that's great. It's the, the don't stop believing was a little much. I can't remember what game they brought that out for last year. Iowa was, State last year. Yeah, it was, it was Iowa State. State. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was a really like, kind of like a magical night because I or who lost? Somebody lost. 
whatever. All we had to do was beat Iowa State, and we were in the Big 12 championship. And so um, West Virginia that was lost, the, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. And, so. yeah, no, that was cool. But I, that was the one negative thing just from the overall. In general, like, you're still seeing CDC. I actually went um, to the very end of Longhorn City Limits. Shout out Max McCamey, guys, in the uh, tailgate right there at the top of the hill, like, overlooking kind of behind, like, the very far part of the – LBJ lawn where game day is going to be this week. And we'll uh, get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get there, but uh, we'll do with that later. Um, The longer there was actually like a decent amount of people there. Of course it was like hotter in hell and everyone was like running up against the shade, but like there's still a good amount of people, which was pretty cool. And I saw that they're doing like a watch party from there this Saturday, which is going to be so it's going to be so crowded around the state. I keep I keep jumping ahead. I'm sorry. Well, the thing is, is like everyone's been tweeting at Del Conte for the past three months about it. Like, hey, can we get a watch party? Have you ever seen Jurassic Park at Toronto? It's like, okay, first off, those are Toronto fans. Like, we can't compare that. Like, that's really weird. (laughs) But like the it is a good idea. And I'm you could it was kind of one of those like, why is this not immediately a thing? Not only for this game, but for any other big game, you know? Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea for, you know, bringing more people to the um, stadium, making the atmosphere better around before and after the game. Um, I did make it into the north end zone before we jump into the game. Um, the north end zone Hall of Fame, whatever yes, you want to call it. I did the, too. The Frank Denius deal. Um, I would highly recommend to everyone, if you do make it to Austin for a game this year, to spend some time before the game going to that. It is really cool. Yeah. They did an amazing job. They've got a corner room where you can go click this screen and click on any national championship that any sport at ut um has won oh, I didn't and see it, that. while while it's playing the actual trophy that we won um like lights up like oh there's a light that just flashes right on it it's just really really cool huh. um and i was talking to this guy there and he's you know they do have a unfortunately an nit section for when we won Ooh. the nit last year and I was asking, I was like, so how, how are these trophies not going to get stolen? He's like, well, they're all bolted down, yada, yada, yada. And there was a bunch of controversy because they wanted to put the net, you know, on the NIT trophy. But yeah. they can't, I mean, simply can't because it would be taken. But anywho, that's, again, we're getting off track. But it was, it's really cool. I would recommend going to see it. And I'm glad that Chris Del Conte did it because the random subway and whatever else yeah, was there, Starbucks, was just unnecessary. Yeah. And yet again, another reason to, you know, one, celebrate Texas and get down to the stadium early. Um, they did. I did see the Bevo parade and the player parade. I think it's, that was the first time I'd seen that. That was, that was really cool. Yeah, I did not make it for that. But, um, yeah, the, overall, the the one thing that was kind of general, like the game day, it was really after game day, it was a Sunday, which I thought was cool, was the, the, the UT football, like, Instagram account posting, like, all the pictures that all the players – posted like of themselves i thought it was kind of cool just like go through and like look at what each player like put and everything i also noticed i didn't realize this till the press conference but like i think everyone is off twitter the entire team is like oh i hope they are i like that they they may be checking twitter but they are not actively tweeting shout out to webb i know he likes that so sure um i mean it is a good idea like i didn't see the the sunday UT account repost or whatever you want to call it. Um, but with how much we're paying our social media crew, I'd hope that we, yeah, that was a very great hire. I mean, again, Del Connie. So, stuff, um, okay, let's just jump into the game. I know that's why everyone listens. It's our expert analysis of the game. And I think we, let's, uh, let's try to breeze through it so we can dive into LSU. I think that's what everyone wants to listen to and get our also expert opinion on what's going to happen in that game. So, as always, we'll start with the offense. Um, great start, first drive. I mean, just ran it right down their throat yep. and got seven points. That was pretty awesome. So let's start with the offensive line. I mean, you, you always like to hit on that. So yeah. what are your thoughts on the new look line without um, a bunch of those guys from last year? Starting off, I, I was very surprised to see Junior Anglo as a starting right guard. I was a little yeah. questionable with that one because I thought it would be Kerstetter and then Okafor at right tackle. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like one of those things, like, we've seen a lot of Okafor. Like, we've seen what that is. We've seen what the ceiling is there. We kind of really haven't seen the floor. Or, sorry, we've haven't we've seen the floor. We haven't really seen the ceiling. So, and it's good, but it's like, how much better can he really get? And, obviously, it's not that much better. Otherwise, he'd be starting. 
and I like Kerr at tackle um, because he can move a little bit better. He's not maybe not as strong enough, but he's definitely athletic enough. So uh, I was fine with Kerr at right tackle, but Anglo I was very surprised at. But rewatching the first half, which is you know mostly only the one the meaningful snaps for the ones, I thought right. he played really really well. He moves pretty good in run blocking, stays pretty low. Pass blocking, he's pretty solid. He doesn't take like a big drop back because he knows he can kind of out muscle everybody in anybody because he's that strong and he kind of keeps it in tight, all that stuff. On the, they didn't pull him like at all, I don't think, which is pretty funny, but I'm completely fine with because Parker Braun's a much better puller. That's what he's been doing his entire college career. But over, yeah. overall for the O-line, I thought they played really well. Cosme had, um, I believe, 43 snaps without allowing a quarterback pressure on throws and runs like to the, you know his side, which was um, uh, the F tied for the FBS uh, most of week one or week zero and week one, um, which was awesome to see. He's very much in line with my uh, – all-American prediction, just want to th- keep on throwing that out there. Yeah, he he got so much national attention on Twitter. Like, Jesus. Like, I mean, he looked great. <laughs> like, he looked there like There was Connor a play Williams. in the first drive where he ran out and just destroyed a cornerback. It was awesome. Yes. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. That screen pass out to the left yeah, on the short side of the field. Duvernay. Yes, that was yeah. an unbelievable um, play. But him and Braun played really well together. I saw him double team a couple guys. Braun's great to get into the second level because he's so quick. As they should versus that defensive line. That right, defensive line exactly. was terrible. They, they were bad, but, I mean, they took advantage of it and had a couple great drives. Um, of, that one linebacker that looked like Hager was kind of good. He was pretty good. I, that was the one guy re-watching. I was like, okay, this guy was actually – I'm surprised we didn't hear more about him leading up to the game because, yeah, he, he was pretty solid. Uh, Shockford played well, didn't get hurt, which was the main thing. Um, but, yeah, I was, I, was, I was impressed watching it in person and then going back and watching – uh, the first half again, I was even more impressed. Remind me, were there any holding calls or um, false starts? I think there was one I, false start. I don't think there was any holding. That's great. I mean, that's... I, that's don't quote me on that one. There's six penalties for 47 yards, and I honestly... <laughs> I can't tell you one penalty. I don't remember. Well, one was that really bad to pass interference in the end zone. Kobe Boyce. Yeah, yeah, on Adrian Hardy, which is actually probably not that bad because he probably would have caught it, but... I bet you there was a holding or something in there at some point. Definitely. If anyone but, remembers, let us know. But anyway, yeah, I mean, o- I was O-line pleased as was well. Great. Yeah, yeah, I, well, I was, I was pleased. I mean, like I said, it's it was a very inferior defensive line they were up against. So um, they asserted their you know dominance pretty early, and Keontae was making some awesome runs. So yeah. um, I'll hit on the I guess skills players real quick. Yeah, Obviously, uh, I mean, everyone's going to talk about them. Dev, the dude, um, it was. Uh, I don't know. Like, it, I guess we expected someone new to pop up this year with no LJH, but I didn't expect him to be the target on almost every single play on the first drive. It yeah. was him, 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 him again. And Colin was simply just out there blocking for him, which um, I, I guess we'll see more of that with no, I guess, lack of running back depth now. Uh, so yeah. I'm feeling like uh, see a lot I was pleased with it, um, but just a lot of short passes. He, you know, Making guys misses and are making guys miss, and um, I mean he looked great. I mean it's, it's weird that after all the catches that he had, that he wasn't the leading receiver. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that um, what's his face, Eagle's got a bunch of the deeper passes. But yeah. um, well, I guess what I take away from it is that I think at the end of the year, Devin, if he stays healthy, he's going to have the most receptions because Colin Johnson's going to be double teamed for the most part. So. No, the more 100%. he's able to, yeah. the more he's able to take advantage of that, step up um, in the place of LJ. Um, the more value he's going to bring to this team. So yeah, I was, I was pleased with him and um, excited to see what what Jake Smith can do as well. Um, I think he had a pretty decent game, um, and I think the crowd loves him. Everyone knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Just is like the next Jordan Shipley. Uh, he only ended, only ended up with thirty one yards but it felt like a lot more um he had a few more targets as well that yeah that uh, first completed. one like it hit him square in the hands i mean i know first, yeah. first game all that stuff but like come on yeah your, your first um, possession. he would have gone maybe to the house on that one 
I'm excited to see him get a chance to actually return a punt. Um, you know, Deshaun Jameson was pretty decent last year, but ended up Brandon Jones being your safety guy for the most part. Yeah, and that's um, the reason he got hurt. Yeah, God, that was terrible. But uh, CJ's fumble was unfortunate. Uh, hopefully we just get it out of the system early. Um, but he did make that pretty awesome catch in the back of the end zone that probably should have been picked off. I don't know if you remember that I, play yes, or not. No, it's like that, the second quarter. Going back and re-watching that throw, I was like, Ellinger, what the hell are you doing? You're a much smarter quarterback than that. Yeah, throwing across his body like that. Across and his then, body, like sprinting. Like, oh, oh, just throw it away. Yeah, like, we're not we're not doing that this weekend. That, that's not working. <laughs> like, oh, that's going the other way. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's to the crib. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm mean, also pleased with receivers. And then, you know, we talked last week about who, I mean, obviously Devin's going to be – we talk about him a lot, but Brendan Eagles kind of a little coming out party. Um, obviously, obviously one of the was he that was the third quarter that TD in the south end zone was kind of a, a miscommunication on the yeah, ball. Yeah, I mean the but, first one too wasn't like. I mean it was a good play. Like he ran a great route, but it looked like a high school play. Honestly. Yeah, it, it looked, just looked like, like you know that's exactly what it looked. Um, like. And very easy post pattern and just the toss and touchdown. So, <laughs> um. What is he? God, he had 59 yards. I feel like we had our receivers had a lot more yards than whether Stanton ended up being. Dev getting nine touches is a lot. Like, I was expecting a decent amount. What's crazy is I wouldn't be surprised. We'll get into it. Like, But for the upcoming weekend, I wouldn't be surprised if he's closer to, like, 12, 13, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's going to be a lot of screen passes to try to spread this defense out and keep Sam on his feet. So, right. um, let's see what else you want to talk about running backs. Yeah, just real quick, I saw great things from Keontae. I think a lot of that turns into or is because of uh, what the off- offensive line was going to do, but he still made a couple great bounces. You can see the weight that he put on so visibly. I mean, it's a lot of – we're going to get real descriptive here. A lot of lower weight, a lot of – in the legs, in the thighs, in the torso. Oh, he was you running over him, guys. He I mean, like, he is looking he- thick with like five Cs. He also looked – I mean, he was bouncing all over the place. There was a few plays where he was kind of – I mean, I, I liked his patience. So I saw in a few plays that he let the offensive line do their thing. But there was also one or two where he was running way too horizontally. I was like, dude, just get the first down. Yeah, no, I agree with <laughs> Move you. Move on. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Um, there were a couple where he was just kind of cutting around too much and kind of lollygagging. But it, his patience and his vision is probably his greatest asset. And – Along with that awesome jump cut, which is just a the coolest thing in the world to say. Oh yeah, jump cut. Yeah, I mean like Herbstreit's gonna go nuts. He's gonna say jump cut ten times this uh, broadcast. But uh, no, still, yeah, he looks very good. And honestly, I thought Roshan Johnson looked really good as a running back. I know it was kind of garbage time, but still, like that was huge to see just from a depth standpoint. I mean, once Whittington yeah. went out, I didn't realize Whittington was on the bike like the entire game. When he wasn't, I game. yeah, and I did I. I honestly didn't know he was hurt until Monday morning when I was driving back. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I like, came out of nowhere. What sucks is that first play that he got the little like dump pass over the middle, and he made a great cut to the left, and it was like, "Oh man, that's and that's probably what got him hurt." But at the same time, it was such a good play. It's like, damn it, like is that really? What well, we're he wasn't hurt about? at all during camp, was he? No, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't hurt, hurt, but he was. He was hobbling. He supposedly had this. You remember, he got an MRI in the middle of camp, but it, it came off as fine. As fine, like they didn't see anything, so they huh. didn't think anything of it. But he's been. He's had this like since like I think sophomore year of high school, maybe junior. I know he had it senior year. So it's it's a lingering thing and a groin that's you know not good. You got to get that thing fully healthy. You can't just keep on reacting. Yeah, he'll be out. He'll be out past OU for sure. It sucks. But. Yeah, which. Uh, yeah, not fun. The the one kind of I had a couple couple bad bads. First off, Brewer is not a great blocker, and I know he's like been heralded as like a good receiver, but I'm really just not seeing the quickness and the like agility to make him into that. Like I know he's got good hands, but I still am not completely sold on him. And same with Reese Lito. Both of them are just kind of soft when they're blocking off the edge and. You, everybody knows that Herman loves a blocking tight end. I mean, that's why Beck played every single offensive snap last year, pretty much. So I need yeah. to see better of that, especially this week. I mean, this is a physical defense. Um, yeah, no, I think. I mean, we don't really need much on him in his in his route running. We just need him to step up and be in the fill in the gap that was Andrew Beck. I mean, Andrew Beck never got any credit for how much 
run blocking he did. So no, never, never, and he never will, which sucks. But hey, he the Patriots signed him, uh, gave him the biggest signing bonus out of all of uh, their uh, not you know free agent signing. So just keep that in mind. Uh, if Belichick thinks you're worth it, then I think you might be worth it. Um, uh, sit on the quarterback. Yeah, we, you go first because yeah. I don't know. I don't like to. I mean, I, I feel like it was kind of a. I don't really have much judgment from the game. I mean, obviously he. Um, I'll let you hit on the negatives that you had on there, so I'm not going to steal your points. But um, I mean, 38 attempts, 28 completions, 200 plus, 270 plus yards. McKee is no interceptions. Right. One that probably won in the end zone that we got away with. Yeah. Um, uh, he, you know, had that one play where he tried to go to for the first down and came up hobbling the whole stadium about tossed up there. <laughs> Everyone was just silent. I don't know if you saw that play or not. Like, no, wait. He went, wait, he went down. That? I want to say the second quarter or third quarter. He went down on a knee. It was. I'm pretty sure it was the second quarter, and everyone was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I, I saw <laughs> this, on the sideline when he was like messing with his head, and everyone was like, "Oh no, he's got a concussion and all that stuff." And then I saw a tweet that um, he just got like a bunch of those little rubber pellets in his eye. Um, yeah. But other than but, that, I mean, he, yeah. he was smart. Smart for the most part, he slid a lot. Yeah, he did. He did he, slide a lot. He definitely got a couple lessons from Coach David Pierce on his baseball slide. <laughs> um, but I'll let you hit on the other aspects. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. There was a few throws where I thought he could have made it a lot cleaner. That first throw to Jake Smith, and like I said, I know it hit him in the hands, but it kind of hit him in the back hip. If he hits that in stride. Like that might be to the house. That's just one of those things. And like, yeah, the the touchdown in the end zone. It's crazy that I'm critiquing a cut, touchdown like that. But like, I don't know. Maybe I am just that scared of Grant Delpit, and probably for good reason. But if that's Delpit, that's to the house. Like that's that's an easy easy pick after you after a great drive. I don't know. There was just a couple times like in this the Colin Johnson's sick catch over the uh, whatever. Like it's just to the on the sideline when he caught it with the one one leg. Like, it shouldn't have been that tough of a catch. I don't know. Am I getting Nick picky? Yeah, probably a little bit. I just want him to be really good. Sorry. Yeah, we've come a long way at our quarterback position, so we're getting pretty uh, – <laughs> I mean, we, we, we went from Tyrone and a very weak Shane to now a Heisman candidate. But, you know, Sam's not going to be your Jalen Hurts. He's not going to be your Tua. He's not going to be Trevor Lawrence. He's – Okay, he's better. Uh, so watching Jalen, like Jalen, I mean, dude, that guy is just unbelievable out there. But Sam is gonna like would rather you know run for your twelve yards and run over three guys, where Jalen's just gonna freaking run all over the place. And even Fields up at Ohio State, Jesus, yeah, that was when he was running. I think everyone saw that coming, but not like to that ex- extent. You know, I still don't know how Ohio State didn't cover that game. That was really frustrating. But yeah, especially after um, going at twenty eight nothing. So, I mean, offense for the most part, though, we put up 45 points, no turn, well, one turnover on a fumble. Um, what did we go for on fourth down two times? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably, I like aggression. Um, I, I mean, Sam, or Sam, Tom is continually always just kind of being that guy who'll go for it. Um, Dicker, one for two. There you go. A little bit of a prayer. Your boy. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a prayer on the second kick, but, um, you know, we'll see. What, uh, what he's able to do this weekend. Uh, do, 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 do what else on offense? I mean, that's really third downs. It. Like the... third downs, we were pretty like pretty. Eh. I mean, not nothing. I mean, it, it's just so hard to take uh, a true analysis of a game where we didn't really show our whole offense. If that makes sense. No, hundred percent. And I think there's some stuff that that we showed that you were going to see, and oh. some stuff that we. How about the, the trick plays where Sam would walk to the sideline and they yeah, directly snap nice. the was Keontae? Really because it's great against – I was reading about that, and it's great against a uh, – or when you've got a quarterback who makes a lot of checks himself and makes a, checks into a lot of different audibles. Um, when he can do that and he can sell it, which he sold it pretty good both times. I think he's ran twice. Um, it really throws off the defense because they're looking at the sideline like, what do we do? And then all of a sudden, you know – play snap the one play that i just absolutely loved and i have a feeling it's going to turn into a, and it looks scary running it but you kind of got to trust sam on that is the boot like the power boot to the right when the running back's on his left and he has the pitch to the inside option the inside option yeah i know i knew you're gonna hate it. <laughs> the inside option 
or Sam can keep it. The first time he ran it, the DN crashed completely in because they leave him unblocked. And Sam picked up a first down so easy. You can tell Whittington was like, what do I do? Like, I don't know how to run this play. He's never run in his life. It looks like Tim Tebow. It's crazy, I know, but it is so unique. And with a smart quarterback that can run really hard like Sam does, it is so deadly. That's the kind of play you have to run with a very experienced and, like, like you said, smart quarterback. You cannot run that with a rookie or a oh, freshman yeah, out there because no, no he'll make the wrong decision. But um, overall, I was pleased with the offense. Um, it you know came out first drive and scored, so that was nice. I feel like we what was it last year? We our defense like we gave up a touchdown every single yes the first uh, the first possession of like the first like seven games or something. Yeah, yeah. So that was nice. Um, we made a stop on defense. Uh, I mean, they, they were rolling a little bit on that first possession, and I think they missed a field goal. But um, yeah. I guess let's transition into yeah. What you see on D? the the defense? Um, a lot of new names. Honestly, I had to have a little freaking number chart next to me to remember who half these guys were. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Every year, I, I was I was pleased with um, the shark obviously being a leading tackler. That was kind of surprising. Um, I was pleased with. Caden uh, Stearns, he obviously did. He picked up right where he left off. Um, and then I, we'll hit on him, I think, in a little more detail. But the guy who kind of popped out the most of me is Chris Brown. He had a lot of great plays, yeah. uh, both on blitzes and in coverage. So that was nice to see. But in general, it was like, dude, I, I have I feel like we played so many freshmen. Like, a lot of new names were out there. I want to say we played over tw- 20 different guys. Um, which is kind of an interesting deal. But, I mean, when I rewatched the game, it was just like how many of these guys are getting some playing time. And it was huge because who knows what's going to happen throughout this year. Um, but I guess let's let's start with um, defensive line. I think um, – well, I guess you start with your few guys. I think Malcolm obviously uh, is our leader of the pack. The guy looks huge and – faster this year which was nice yeah um no he kind of tough to really well it, it's tough to i mean their offensive line was pretty weak too so um there was multiple plays where we were rushing the quarterback before he even got into his three-step um drop and then also there was multiple like running plays that were just completely busted up by the defensive line so um i think malcolm stood out to me that's just kind of an easy answer in terms of the defensive line and also uh, Keandre had a good game. I think it was his first yeah, no, he, start. So yeah, he did. And honestly, like even like I was not expecting to see Marquez Bimaj that much, and he played pretty well. Um, Taquan I thought played decent. I didn't really see him in the backfield that much, but I saw him like clogging a bunch of run lanes um, towards the when they do that kind of outside zone. Uh, I thought he played pretty good. I'm expecting a lot from him. I need need a little more pass rush probably, but. Yeah, other than that, like the D line in general played unbelievable uh, and beat up on a okay O line, not great. They took advantage of those bad tackles and made them pay for it, especially Malcolm. Uh, There's a few plays where they're just kind of shuffling around, you know, not really fully in it, not with their heads at, but they're, you know, I saw great, great stuff all around. Kind of, yeah. Do you you remember my hot take for the defense last week? What, one of the. The Juco's will, yeah, it'll be a starter by the end of the year. Jacoby Jones was the leading tackler for uh, our defensive line. So, holy shit! Uh, yeah, you're right. Wow, good call, John. He, uh, go. Yeah, um, we pulled that one out of my ass. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought Shark played really well up the middle, stuffing the run. Um, I thought Osai played very well, kind of manning the edge uh, on getting some the perfect combination of forcing some runs to the inside or to the outside and as well as getting pressure on that quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, Chris Brown was probably the player of the game, honestly, both offense and defense. He was unbelievable. That batted down pass when he's getting, like, double teamed and, like, just somehow gets an arm up coming off a blitz, that was really, really cool. Uh, and we're going to need to see a lot of that. Uh, I feel like our whole defense just kept flexing every time we made a tackle. It was kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of did. But, I mean – it's you know I thought it wasn't too excessive. I don't know. I guess uh, it's your first time to play against a different team, so you're really excited. Yeah, you're just, like, right, you're just we don't, to we don't need someone else. We don't need to be doing that versus LSU. It's just gonna no, definitely not. <laughs> I, there was a the, the one problem I'd probably have with the defense overall was missed tackles, but that like it's yeah. kind of expected with. 
the first game and everything, but in general, like it wasn't bad enough, but it wasn't like those. Charlie Strong missed tackle. No, days, no, God, no. Which I mean, it, it, I noticed it and it kind of gave me nightmares from Charlie Strong days, especially with the right. TVs, but it was nowhere near as bad as, as it was before. So I, I, think I mean, Jalen Green, Jalen yeah. Green struggled a little bit. Yeah, he did. He's just kind of, not big enough really but it, i felt like a lot of it too was angles it wasn't like not wrapping up or not being physical enough it was just an angle thing like you take a little better well, angle like demarion had like play, three of those like that one play where we almost sacked the quarterback and then he completed a pass for a first down and then like kobe boyce just like gave up on the play it was so weird i don't you're talking was, about when he a, celebrated i don't know honestly. did you not see that uh i think we're talking about two different plays but i, I I heard on Twitter about what you're talking about. Yeah, it was really bad. If you've seen it, you know exactly. He celebrates an incompletion. The guy goes and runs for a first down because he actually caught the ball. Um, okay, good. I guess that's what we're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, Boyce, I thought, probably played the worst of all the DBs. Not where, where is Anthony Cook? I mean, he was suspended for the first half, but yeah, I, I don't know. I barely saw him on the what? field. He looked, I mean, I saw him a few times. He was just kind of like MIA. I mean, it, he, That's a little concerning, dude. You're the five star. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, he's got the physical talent. I think it's more of a mental thing at this point. Like he just doesn't, can't understand, and can't can't really think. And I don't think they trust him enough to be like, okay, you're the lockdown guy. You get this one receiver, and that's it. You know, and not really having to think about it rather than just play. I don't think they're trusting him that enough, that much yet. So. Yeah, we need some corners to step up this weekend. Yeah, so. Jalen Green and whoever's playing the other corner have got a got a big weekend. But I mean, in general, I thought the defense played really well. I mean, this is they pitched a shutout for three quarters. The only time they scored was against the two deep, uh, and that the LaTeX had a returning quarterback and a returning the returning best receiver in the conference USA, who they held to three catches, which is. You know, for under 40 yards. That's a great, great job. I, I was impressed with the defense. For their youth, I was impressed with the defense. Yeah, it was pretty unfortunate when they called that roughing the passer. And, yeah, uh, that was bad. Who was that? Uh, Osai. <laughs> Talk about holding like high and tight, dude. That guy was oh, yeah. <laughs> holding on the ball. <laughs> yeah, he was, <laughs> he was, he was, like, was looked like a robot out there. He was rubbing the nipple raw for sure, just to keep on BJ, the BJ Foster was like barely even running, and he was keeping up with <laughs> Osai. It was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, BJ Foster was kind of MIA as yeah, well. Yeah, he kind of was. Like, he kind of wasn't like I think it was. Everyone remembers the Georgia game when he was playing like an absolute freak. Uh, yeah, expecting that again. But yeah, no, I kind of agree with you. He's he needs to make himself known. He played well. Like he didn't have any bad plays. He just didn't have any of the kind of oh shoot, there's BJ Foster plays. Everyone's still talking about the Cowboy package. Are you what were your thoughts on it when it? Uh, was into implemented i saw like you could tell that when they went into it they would check into a safety or not safety a screen like every single time which is probably the right call like trying to get big bodies on small bodies it's not that difficult but i don't know i we'll see they didn't bring a ton of heat off of it which they're probably saving they don't want to show um but i'm i still like it i mean i'm still the idea is sound I, i don't disagree with that so, I don't know. That's the defense overall. Yeah, it's, just, it's just so tough. No, it's just, you know, forced a few turnovers, which was nice. Um, fumble and then the interception as well. Um, so, that was cool. That was nice to see. Um, I think we're going to need to see <laughs> that again this weekend to have a chance. But um, I think a good win. I mean, I think the big bruise from the game is losing um, Whittington. That sucks. You know, it, it's – um, but as long as Colin Johnson is healthy, you know, I think for the most part it's, it was a successful um, weekend and that we were able to not show our whole offense too, which was nice. It was kind of a stress-free game. And who would have thought we're actually 1-0 for once? That's nice. First time in three years. Sidetrack before we jump into um, what everyone wants to be listening to. The uh, Finn Mrs. Box had a bunch of kind of just – Old old balls there, and, and the third and fourth quarter kind of crowd thinned out a little bit. And this guy, who was sitting in the front row um, of the box, was uh, kind of talking too much. And it wasn't like he was drunk; he was just like way too passionate of a Longhorn fan. So, pretty much, you and me when we're 40, 50 years old, um, and he kept looking back. 
so we kept we he kept looking back at Greg and, and fin, our president Finvis and kept saying all these things about the team that you could tell Finvis just didn't care. He was like, "Man, I'm just here to enjoy the game and you know play politics." But um, he finally looked back and said something along the lines of, um, "You know, like what do you think about the south end zone?" And it kept hitting at the game and all that. And finally, Greg just looked at him and was like, "Man, turn around and enjoy the game." Um, and, and, and it wasn't like aggressive, but he just like told him pretty much told him off. And the guy kind of got a little sarcastic. I was like, Ooh, thank God we're one and oh this year. Greg, I don't know if you know or not, but we haven't been one and oh very much lately. He's like, Oh, I know I've been president in all you know three of the last four years that we've gone. Oh, and one. And a guy like did not turn around again. I was like, yeah, get him. Go G reg. Uh, that's a little, yeah. a little much. He kind of got a, yeah. that's, a, that's a time and place thing, you know? Exactly. But point of the story is, uh, we're one and zero, which is nice. And now going into, uh, going into what I think is one of the biggest games that we've had in our lifetimes in Austin. Um, you know, plenty of big games in Dallas, plenty of big games on the road, but really and truly have we had a non-conference game like this since Ohio state in 05? I would argue, no, we have definitely, not. Definitely not. I think it's bigger than that honestly and and all you know all week all you're seeing on you know espn.com is the advertisers for this game you know you turn on the u.s open at night and every 20 minutes chris fowler is talking about his trip down to austin i mean this is what being a texas football player is all about it's playing in a game like this and having national coverage everything from 8 a.m in the morning for game day to seven o'clock at night when you're literally under the lights in front of a hundred and which is called 100,000 people, and the nation is, is truly watching you. So you can't ask for a better stage. Now it's just time to time to, time to to win as a home dog, and I don't trust any uh, coach more than I trust Tom Herman to pull it off. So let's go yeah. let's jump into it. The, the game day thing, I think, is the much bigger, I don't know, proves a lot more about how far that uh, we've come in the past, jeez, what, I guess since the last time we had it, so 11 years oh, ago. nine. 2009 or 10 years ago like i mean that's that's a huge deal for espn to want to do that um obviously they only do it once a week you got to take advantage of it uh they've i've already seen heard some rumors of some uh you know little side stories that gene wachowski and uh tom rinaldi are gonna do don't don't be surprised if you see uh, gene wachowski in a in a full silver Spurs gear on uh, on Saturday morning, so keep your eye out for that. I always one. hate when I wake up on a Saturday and Tom Rinaldi had some sort of emotional story going on. It's just like, oh yeah. god! And then he <laughs> died, and you're like, well, I'm hungover, so I'm gonna die, Tom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, so, it's just the coolest thing in the world. I don't know. I, I'm just excited. I will be. Thing. I'm gonna be glued to the TV Saturday morning for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm disappointed, you know. So in '09, uh, they did. Um, the game in front of the tower against Texas Tech, and then we played. Oh, was it Missouri when we had them there too? Missouri, they did Missouri, it over there. Yeah. They did it um, in the, the location that they're doing this year. No, no, no. That was also Missouri was also over by the stadium. So I'm pretty sure. Uh, whatever, but Texas Tech was in front of the tower. I think that's such a cool scene right there, where you know the hill. Oh yeah, no, I think that's downward. by far the best, better better place to be and so i wonder what the logic is for putting it where they are putting it i think it you know it's gonna be just as cool of a scene i mean there's gonna be plenty of maybe there's more room for people um in I think, that field yeah, i think it's more of a room thing and just like a crowd management just because yeah most people are going to be coming in from the uh was it west side of the stadium oh wait. yeah and like that's that's gonna be like part of you know that's where it's gonna everyone's coming from normally and kind of keep it on the east side is getting a little bit more northeast side a little more of a crowd management thing that's what i think i'm i'm not crystal connie so so shout out to everyone that's still listening but if you are get or if you're planning on going and you wear a beers and steer shirt or make a beer oh, and yeah, steer sign yeah, and get on get on espn um you will receive a blank from Stuart McLaughlin. You will receive a gift card to Whataburger. And a bar tab hosted by yes. John and Stuart at a bar of your choice, as yes. long as it's not like the lot, a club. Next time we see you. Also, just check yes. the 2008 game day, and it was uh, underneath the tower. Suck it, John. Um, really? Yeah. The, what am I thinking of then? Whatever. Um, 
Okay. But yeah, if you if you go to the game and or sorry, if you go to the game, jeez, uh, I feel like everyone's going to get on game day. You, if you get Stuart, on game day. You, no, we're not. If you get on game day, the... thank you, thank you, and we I really appreciate you doing anything, and that would be awesome. So, um, let's jump into it. I know we said we we're going to keep this one short, so um, let's just. I mean, everyone around the world is talking about LSU's offense. What are your What are your thoughts? I think Burrow is a good quarterback. I think the poor man, Sam Ellinger, is honestly a little bit of a disrespect, and I think that's uh, what a lot of people are calling him. I would compare him more to a Taylor Cornelius of last year's Oklahoma State and that yeah. he is a very accurate mid-to-low um, thrower, you know, mid-to-low yardage thrower, not so much on the deep ball, is not a design runner at all, but can sneak behind you on some zone reads, some zone keepers, some basically some plays where they're blocking not for him, and he just pulls it out, sneaks behind you, picks up a first down. I, I And he's big enough to do it. He's like six four two whatever. I I think he's getting disrespected a little bit, so I think he's going to come in with something big to prove, and for good reason. I mean, think about it. he's a guy who got passed up for uh, Ohio State. He, you know, they some people thought he was going to be the starter. I'm sure he obviously did. He leaves. He goes to LSU. Talks. You know, the one school that's had the worst history of quarterbacks in like 150 years or however long. So I, I get it. I get where he's coming from. That being said, Ellinger's still a better quarterback. Uh, but from an off- from their offensive standpoint, I mean, you keep on hearing, like, it's a new offense, a new offense. They hired, uh, what's his name, who was uh, assistant with, uh, who's the New Orleans head coach? Sean Payton. And I, I, I saw a little, we watched a little bit of who they played, Georgia Southern, but yeah. I'm still not entirely sold. They haven't been running this offense that long. Uh, if you want to play, if you want to kind of go against that, how long's Herman's been running this offense versus how long Ed Orgeron's been running this offense? I, I mean, we do we really need to kind of bring those numbers up? So, right, uh, the, they do have very good receivers. Justin Jefferson is an absolute freak. They've got Randy Moss's son as their tight end. Um, the one you thing, the one thing that the, they don't have surprisingly is a truly great running back, which I guess they got pretty lucky with Geis and uh, um, what's his name? Fournette. They do have Fournette's little brother, but he's not nearly as good as Leonard. So I think we can take advantage of that in an offensive line that was picked on last year. It looks a little bit better this year, but it's tough to say after last week. That's not a great opponent. So on yeah, offense, I, mean, I think I think that is truly still their weakness. Don't, don't buy into the new hype. Basically. Yeah, I mean, it makes me comfortable to think that they're running an offense that we've faced um, for a long time here in the Big 12. Um, but what makes me concerned is their athletes on the outside. I'm not yeah. scared about their running backs. I'm not scared about the uh, Burrow running running over us or anything. But I am concerned about their athletes on the outside and our defensive backs' uh, capability to, I guess, keep them from converting those really short third down plays, you know, third and fives where they're just kind of throwing it right over us. So yeah. um, if there's any defensive coordinator that I trust to game plan and be ready, it's, it's, it's Tom Orlando. So I'm excited for um, to see what our, op, or excuse me, our defense does that we did not see last week. Um, I think we need to force at least, at least two turnovers to have a chance. Yeah. Turnover so that's, margin that's, has to be plus two. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I think on our defensive side. Yeah. And going to like our offensive side, I mean, their D line isn't, isn't as good as it has been recently. Their linebackers up the middle aren't as good as they, you know, might be respectively, but obviously that DB core is unbelievable. We've talked about Delpit for two weeks in a row for good reason. He's an absolute freak. Um, don't be surprised when you see him in New York, uh, for, a the Jim Thorpe and possibly the Heisman. No, 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 no. Just throwing it out there, but it, it, it's for good reason. They've got two great corners as well. They're going to be double. They may not even have to double Colin, but they probably will a little bit if they're decently smart. They're going to be playing a lot of press man up against our receivers and try and force them. I mean, would you? This not, needs to be Colin's coming out party, man. It this has needs to be, to be his. But like, this would, is his coming out party. Would you not try and press Jake Smith? Would you not try and press Brendan Eagles? Would you not try and press Malcolm Epps? These receivers that are getting lots of playing. John Burt, like these receivers that aren't really known Ugh. for being physical and haven't really been proven. I mean, it's going to be Smith's second game ever. 
I, I mean, that's what I would do. Um, yeah. And they know that. So I, I am obviously worried. It's going to be the, the must-see TV is Ellinger versus their defense, obviously. O-line's yeah. got to get a push. I mean, I, we're not even going to talk about running back health. Keontae's got to do his thing and have at least – Keontae's got to rush yards. for 100, 100, 100, 100 yards for us to have a chance. Yeah, and Sam has to be on point. I mean, last I think if Sam's effort – not effort, but if Sam's performance last week is like this, we, we, we don't win this game. He's got to be better. That's just how it is. I mean, it sucks. He was good last week, but he's got to be better. So I'll dive into my prediction. Um, I think, you know, I think the nation is, and it's clearly shown by the way the line has moved. Yeah, um, six and a half. I think that was, yeah, it's now six. It started at three and a half. It's crawled up to six and a half. Yeah. Um, Texas is a pretty big home dog now. Um, I think, oh, man, it, it's tough to, I just, I think we're still, we're too young for a game like this. And I think we make a mistake or two that ends up hurting us, whether it's too many passing interferences or just a, a stupid bonehead fumble towards the end. I think we are actually winning, winning at the half. Um, and LSU makes some adjustments and uh, they win, but they do not cover. I think they're going to win 30, uh, what did I say on here? 38, 34. Yeah, it's it feels like just one of those games where you kind of make a one small small mistake that kind of turns into a big one real quickly, um, and it may not hit you until about two minutes after you make that mistake. But I agree with you. I think we I think we lose. I think we don't cover. I'm saying LSU 31, us 28. Burrow kind of has a little bit of a coming out party against a a young younger DB core. Um, with Jalen Green and Kobe Boyce, I have a feeling they're going to be hitting outside all day long. And I, I think so too. And I think it's going to be hard for us to stop the receivers, and that's just going to be what kills us the whole game. It's going to be one of those things that we get them on third and eight, and finally the crowd is going crazy, um, and we just can't get them off the field. So we'll see. Let's let's you know hope that no stupid touchdowns, like special teams touchdowns for them or anything. Um, but let's just get. I mean, let's. I think the crowd is going to be awesome. Oh. I mean, I, I heard USC last year was pretty awesome. Notre Dame two years ago was was awesome. So West Virginia you know, last if, year was underrated for a two thirty game. Yeah, I mean, if we've got it, if we <laughs> being at home gives us a much better chance. I mean, that's really elementary statement there. But I think we can truly uh, get to these guys. And then my only last statement is that. For some reason, LSU's players have been overly cocky this week. Yep, and maybe it's just because I follow. No, maybe it's just because I follow Texas Twitter and Texas Twitter and hyping up LSU guys. It reminds me so much. Georgia, this is a huge. Oh yeah, the Georgia players. Yeah, no, you're right. They were talking a lot. USC players back in 2005, and just ESPN hyped up. The other team yeah, and the players they were, were the oh greatest my God. team of all time before the game. Was and played. so it's just it's just, just something about the one team who's talking too much before the game that makes me think that if we can just play disciplined and you know again to have a plus two turnover um, margin, I think I mean we can we can make this a game. I just I, I don't see how our defense stops them. And so hold if we can hold them to shoot. 20 okay if we hold them to under 25 points you think we win if we hold them to 25 points yes yes okay well we'll see how it plays out yeah the one thing i'll end on is tom herman as uh against the spread (laughs) as (laughs) i don't know if you've heard this one before but tom herman against the spread as an underdog is 13 2 and 1 and with that, he has won outright, uh, I believe, 10 of those times. Jeez. So, just want to – So, that, they, they, had, they had 470 yards last last week. What do we need to hold them to to have a chance? Let's put a number to it. 325. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That's – I mean, you got to think, like, turnover, like, Yeah. Three okay. okay. I'll, I'll say three fifty. Three fifty. Yeah. Three fifty and that three fifty and that game's going to overtime. 
If it's yeah. under 350, that game's going to overtime. If it's under okay, 325. If it goes overtime, I don't know. If we go overtime, I don't know if I'm going to survive. Again, this stadium is going to be so packed, man. It's oh, yeah. Be awesome. No, it's going to be unbelievable. But if you're listening still, thank you again. Uh, get there. Be early. This is going to be one of the coolest environments in Austin. So get there. As Mac always used to say, be loud. <laughs> Wear orange. Yeah, just keep, um, keep on rubbing it in my face. Um, yep. Yeah, so, unfortunately, a certain person is not going to be there. And that is you. Um, but you are making up for you're coming to Houston the next weekend. So. All right, games of the week. Um, Cincinnati at Ohio State. Who does Rice play this weekend? Oh, that's a good question. Whatever. So Cincinnati. Oh yeah, I've heard a lot about this one. This one on the uh, sports radio in the mornings. Luke Fickle, Cincinnati coach. He was the uh, interim coach after Jim Tressel played D line at um, Ohio State. Also played uh, was one of my uh, O line coach. Uh, former roommates back at Ohio State. Shout out Coach Bates. Uh, Ohio State is minus 16 and a half, 11 a.m. game in the horseshoe. Uh, Justin Fields has coming out party last week. Played really, really good. 28 nothing and a half, and then kind of shit the bed in the second half. Uh, Cincinnati beat UCLA and kind of got away with one on a really bad fumble, non-fumble call uh, that would have gone for a touchdown that would have lost the game against uh, against. UCLA, uh, but also just a side note, UCLA's quarterback is terrible. If you want to fade them, like, <laughs> go right ahead because he is. Oh, you were going to smoke them that next is, weekend. Yeah, that's not going to be bad. Uh, that's not going to be good. But anyways, I like Ohio State minus 16 and a half. Put the lock on it. Yeah, everyone's talking about it. It's kind of like a rivalry game, in-state rival. Um, I just think Ohio State, um, I kind of really blew the game or the cover last weekend. So um, I think Ohio State wins and covers. They're just too much for Cincinnati to Keep up with it. if you need to watch a really good defensive end, who's going to be a top five pick. Look at number two um, for Ohio State. I'm blanking on his name. Something young? No, uh, I can't remember. Look out for J.K. Dobbins and Jeffrey Okuda. Those guys, that Texas let slip away. You mean all the in-state Texas guys yep. that uh, Urban Meyer came in and stole, and Browning, and, and uh, who's someone else? Sheffield, the Sheffield. cornerback. Well, from... Yeah, he was a transfer, but still, yes sucks so also, some of that was tom herman's own fault which is funny but still yeah okay so okay random game i guess old former the big 12 um big 12, big 12 big North eight. rivals yeah oh yeah nebraska at colorado um nebraska's quarterback what is his name um adrian martinez for some reason God, he looked dark horse heisman he sucked last he looked week. terrible he was so bad that was like one of the most miserable games i've bought it was like the 11 a.m record game it was day. disgusting they're yeah, playing was, south alabama yeah, they played that was, so bad. That was not good. Um, so, I guess Jesus, Colorado getting some points or what? Yeah, Colorado's plus four, 11 a.m. game. Kind of weird, but yeah, the big big eight, big ten, this is most like typical for those types of games. I know nothing about Colorado. I know Mel Tucker's a defensive guy, so I'm going to take the defense plus four. I don't That's just seems like the easy kind of bet might be a sucker bet. Probably is a sucker bet. Yeah, I agree. I'll take, I'll take Colorado in that game. All right, the big one, 230, Aggie at Clemson. Clemson minus 17, 230 on ESPN? ABC. ABC, I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, I get to watch this entire game. That's about the only good thing that's going to happen this weekend is I get to watch Trevor Lawrence throw for about four touchdowns and cover. Um, one thing to keep an eye on, Mond got his – kind of ass kicked against the Texas state uh, D line last week. He did not have good pass protection. So what if watch him get hit a few times that Clemson D line is probably a little better in Texas state. So yeah, I think the Tigers cover. Um, I think this game is close at the half and I think Travis Etienne just takes off in the second half. I think he, um, you know, and kind of going against what I said last week where I said Trevor Lawrence was going to um, overshadow Etienne, I think it's going to be, you know, another game where he goes off. So, um, look to see Maggie's keep this thing competitive and then Clemson kind of takes off within the second half. I'm going to say they don't cover. So, um, the see, Clemson does Clemson not cover. cover. Ooh, yes, okay. I'm going to say Clemson does not cover. Um, right. Aggies make this a game and uh, Clemson wins but does not cover. So Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't. This, I don't dislike it. I just, yeah, I don't think AM losing Travion and uh, that Jay Sternberger, I don't think they have the offense anymore. Um, and I don't think their defense can hold up to it, even with those. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see the Aggies get their ass kicked. Oh, so, yeah, like, obviously. 
Um, all like right. a 30, 38 to like 10 game would be fun. Oh, jeez, that would be so much fun. I'd get very drunk for that one. Well, if you're still listening to this point, we love you. Get on Thanks, college Web. game day. <laughs> Thanks, Webb. Um, I don't know what else to say. I'm pretty bummed I'm not going, I'll be honest. Yeah, that really sucks. Can you hear the sadness in my voice at least? Yeah, that really sucks. I can't believe you're not going to that. You're probably the biggest game at home in our lives, but it's okay. Yeah, probably ever of all time, but okay. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll try our best to get the win. If we, what are you going to do? Are you going to watch the game on your phone or what? John, we've we we haven't we haven't even tried to think about that, but yeah, I'm gonna be watching it. If you are in the church that I'm gonna be at on Saturday and want to know what the score is or want to watch the game with me, please just let me know. Um, yeah. Are you do you like want text updates or are you gonna be? No, uh... no, no, no. God, no. I need to save phone battery for streaming. <laughs> Don't text me. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the guy walking around with a fucking. Uh, earpiece ex- in no well that and an external battery like i'm gonna be looking like <laughs> like a sideline reporter <laughs> like earpiece oh, like phone God. streaming uh you know the whole nine. Oh, it's like hey, you want a piece of cake store shut up shut up reporter. <laughs> All right, oh well, man good cake though good cake everybody have fun this weekend for me please, please bring drink a few miller lights for me I'll, uh, I'll miss everyone down there and uh, as always beat the fuck out of LSU look for me I'll be there I'll have my beers and steers get yourself hook them more let's get the W Gonna find a bar that's not like a other school's destination, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, like they're gonna have a watch party or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's a great I think place. there's a bar up Richmond. I'm ready whenever. Okay. Alrighty. Oh, I got snap now too. We're we're getting all official because it's been recording this whole time, so I gotta know when to do it. All right, one, two. Welcome back to the Beers and Sears podcast, episode two. One, two. Welcome back to the Beers and Sears podcast, episode two. Talking about. That was like really aggressive. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I like that. One, two. Welcome back to the Beers and Sears podcast, episode two. Got a little bit of a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know. I'm definitely putting this at the end. Um. I was trying to say recap, and it just didn't come out.
Where the hell are my notes? Oh, there we go. One. All right. Two. Baby, do you do more?